Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to Building the Broncos with Nick Kendall and Carl Dummler, Broncos Country's leading draft and scouting analysts. Get on over to milehighhuddle.com to sound off on all things Broncos. All right, guys, welcome in. It is 6.02 Mountain Time, Tuesday, January 4th, which means it's time for an episode of Building the Broncos. Carl is out of the country right now. He is picking up his family in the Dominican. So Scott has graciously decided to put himself through more misery doing two shows with me today. Welcome back, Scott. I feel like I just saw you. You know, I figured I was here anyway. You know, I might as well just, uh, you know, shower again, change a shirt, make it look like a different show. Mm. So, uh, So we're ready to go. You're better than me. I'm wearing the same sweatshirt as I did uh, last night that I wore to bed. I'm like, you know what? That's uh, it can, I can get multiple sleeps out of it. I'm uh, just like the Hawkeye season. It's an Iowa shirt. So uh, getting getting all the sleeps out of it. But welcome in, everybody. We got Dylan Von Arks in the house. Sup Broncos country. Make sure you hit that like button on the way in. Ashton's in the house saying what's going on, homies. Can't wait for some closure on the coaching staff. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Gosh, I'm now I'm not confident anymore after everybody. I thought Vic Fangio being gone was a done deal, but uh, we'll see. Um, Bradley Conger coming in. I don't recognize that name. Uh, so good to see you, Bradley waiting to hear everyone clamor over Harbaugh, even though this team were not good aside from one year with a great quarterback play. Uh, Oh, his teams. Um, he meddles in the offense and it's old and outdated. Uh, he's been a good college coach, but I think I feel you on the, uh, NFL side of things. So we'll see. Um, he had some success. It threw me off when Bradley, when you posted, I like went and look and I'm like, what happened to Harbaugh? Why, why are we talking about Harbaugh here? Oh, I think, uh, you know, after this season, I think he's pretty well settled in Michigan. You know, if he wasn't getting, unless he just got the boot that I don't know about, but I would have think I would have heard something about that. I think it's money. He's seeing all these college coaches are getting paid right now with stupid money. Oh, the NFL's calling. You better tack on a couple of oh, yeah. years. That's his agent. Yeah, oh. that's that's his agent for sure. Yep. Which I mean, I don't blame him. Just like I don't blame the players. Go get yours, and if somebody's willing to pay you, then. God bless. Uh, Mike S coming in. What's up, Broncos country? CC's in the house, too. What's up, Broncos country? Hope you all doing great. Listen up, Broncos country. Tick Pick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. Tick Pick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Huddle Up podcast and the Blue Wire Network. Denver Broncos football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Broncos tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site tick pick will give you 110 percent of the difference in the purchase price that's right guys when we were searching for tickets for the mhh meet and greet for week three at home broncos versus jets tick pick had us locked down so visit tickpick.com slash huddle today and use the promo code huddle to save ten dollars on your first order of broncos tickets special teams is already a disaster before the sick bug protocol uh, McMahon might not get a job 
as a head special teams coach anytime soon. Um, Scott, what do you, what do you think? Are you, are you, you like soccer? Can you kick for the Broncos this weekend? Oh, I could probably still hit 40 and in. I don't think I could get much farther than that out there anymore without yanking a hamstring or a groin out of whack. And uh, I wouldn't want to kick off for sure. So we, yeah. we'd be squibbing. We'd be squibbing a lot. But um, I don't know. I'm not I'm not overly worried about this. Uh, y'all, y'all haven't really had to watch this too much. Um, the Atlanta Falcons, drink. Um, they, they had a guy, and I just looked him up. His name was Elliot Fry who bounced on and off of the practice squad literally eight times. It was every week. It was a joke. It was on, on Thursday. We've released Elliot Fry. Tuesday, we've signed Elliot Fry. So I looked up. I'm like, okay, where is Elliot Fry now? Well, Elliot Fry kicked week 16 for the Kansas City Chiefs. Good for him. Is he still? Oh, and then I look on his bio. He's like, and released and signed by the Green Bay Packers. So, you know, these guys bounce back and forth all the time. Dustin Colquitt started off, didn't have a job, kicked for the Falcons for a week. Now he's in Cleveland. You know, Thomas Morstead uh, was waived by the Jets, special teams player of the week for the Falcons, and then special teams player of the month in December. NFC, you know, it's these guys, they're, you know, you, we like to make fun of you, Nick, for saying, you know, running backs don't matter. Punters don't matter. Punters. They're punt easy team is to winning. Punt. Kickers are a little tougher, a little bit tougher, but punters, come on now. You can get a punter anywhere. That's uh, that's true. Although uh, everyone drink for me in Iowa, we say punting is winning because we have to say that otherwise we'll lose our damn minds. You guys think the Broncos <laughs> have had been in a bad spot offensively uh, a year that Iowa's ranked, you know, 90th out of 225 D one teams. It's like, Oh my God, we're elite on offense this year. So, uh, it's been rough. Um, but Mr. Sir McLovin, what's up fellow said hello to some other people in here. We got a uh, capo, Capula coming in here. If it's a win, it's a Broncos buffet. I like that one. Billy Holman. What's up, Broncos country? Good to see you, Billy. Edwards in the house. Hey, Nick and Scott. Hey to you, Edward. Hope you're doing well. I saw a funny comment here from CC um, saying, I'll say it again. Make Deontay Spencer the kicker and the punter. So there's a legit reason as to why he is still on the roster. Um, A little harsh, but also like, fair. what are we doing here? Harsh yeah. Fair. I mean, yeah. Come on. You know what? What? I don't know. You're you. It's one of those. You've got one job. You know, yeah. one of those guys. I like this one from from uh, Kapalua Seven. Kendall Hinton will punt and kick extra points. <laughs> as I long mean, as he wasn't in the room with the other guys, yeah, uh, you know, God. put him in a bubble for sure. Make him kick from a bubble. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Or hazmat team. That'd be here. Let's just lean into it. Mr. Stewmeat. How's it? Hope you're doing well, Mr. Stewmeat. We got Greg Smith. Aloha to you, Nick and Scott. Aloha for the second time today. Absolutely. Um, we also got GM Garner saying, can we bring Bill Cower out of retirement? Uh, I think the game probably has Bill's still a great mind and I really enjoy what he does, but as far as innovation and how much the game has changed since Cower has been out of it, I don't know if I'm interested in bringing him back. I, I think it's the man management at that point. You know, yeah. again, I, I, we, we hear me say that a lot, but you know, getting relating to the players and having the players respect you and getting the play for you for a guy that hasn't been in the game for a long time is a tough sell. That'd be a tough. So I know it was, I know uh, GM Garner was, you know, saying that tongue in cheek, but still, you know, the respect factor when you're dealing with 25 to 35 year old multimillionaires is huge. You know, a lot of these guys are making more money than you. You, you better be able to command a room and, and yeah. get the respect. And Miguel coming in with some stars. First stars of the night probably won't be the last. Uh, sup, fellas? I know the whole thing about what ifs. But could Rodgers or Wilson have Denver 2013 stats with this current Broncos roster? 
Oh man, I'm going to take the under on that all around. Um, unless I guess you could make the argument that they could have the 2013 stats in totality because there's an extra game to play. But as far as the per game stats, you're talking about one of the greatest offenses of all time. Now, I don't think that I do think that Rodgers and Wilson coming in here would give you a very good offense, but I think you're more likely going to see 2012 Peyton Manning and the Broncos. And that's, I mean, heck sign me up for that. That'd be amazing considering what we've had here recently, but the 2013 team, ah, Man, that's that's just such an outlier. That team was incredible. I mean, you had three guys, I think, have a thousand yard receiving, a thousand yard rushing back. Uh, the, the stats are just crazy. I mean, I, I know that I, I tried to avoid drafting just Broncos on my fantasy football team, but that year I was that was uh, my junior year of college. I think I had a bunch of just Broncos on my team, and I won like every league I was in. So yeah, I think you're. You know, I can see why this has been especially painful for for Broncos fans. You know, when you go 2012 number two ranked team offense, 2013, number one, 2014, number two, 19, 22, 27, 24, 28, 28, 23. Wow. Y- y'all got spoiled. I say that a lot, but uh, you know, this, that is a precipitous drop off from, from where you were. And let me guess. Oh no, that, that was that last year. Mayton was uh, Mayton. Peyton Manning was 19. So there was a drop off while he was still there. 2015 um, was bad with Peyton but the uh let's see the yards actually the your defense stepped up and played that year you know that was the year that we won the Super Bowl yeah that was complimentary football yeah not even complimentary because the Broncos led the league in turnovers but uh, that's totally beside the point that 2015 defense if you plug this year's offense on that 2015 defense we would be talking about that Broncos defense is potentially one of the best of all time because that Broncos offense did them no favors constantly it was insane um Mm -hmm. Travis coming in Big stars. This is what I do in the background, y'all. About this time, and I go big, big, big stars. Big stars from Travis. So, good evening, Nick and Scott, Broncos country. Reading up that Denver is banking on McManus and Martin being able to play on Saturday. They haven't contacted anyone to try out. Maybe Hinton can get another spot in the NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah, Hall of Shame at that point. Hinton, Kendall. You know, Kendall. I, I see a spot for Kendall Hinton before I do Deontay Spencer at this point. Oh yeah. Um. You know, as far as the 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 contributions to the team, um, it's Tuesday. You you start worrying about Thursday. <clears throat> it wouldn't. You could sign a guy. I don't know when rosters have to be set, but they do final injury reports Friday afternoon. You could bring a guy in Thursday to come kick. I mean, it's kicking a football is not scheme specific. Snap, kick, done. So it's. Uh, I, I wouldn't be too worried about it. Um, and to channel. Uh, my my inner let me see it's it's a tuesday so it'd be carl and 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 uh and nick but let me let me bring in the huddle up guys and i'll channel my inner zach right now does it really matter does it matter all hope is lost this team stinks does it matter who's punting honestly not really uh, not not really you'll get a guy that can come in and average 42 yards a, a punt off off the street no big deal yeah. kicking's a little tougher but but still doable uh, that's what makes, you know, I, I say scouting quarterbacks is the hardest. L- really, scouting kickers is harder because there are literally 10,000 people in this country that can kick a 50-yard field goal. Not all of them can do it with 80,000 people screaming down your neck. That's yeah. that, You don't know what you got until you, you actually see them in action. I'll one-up you. Kicker, long snapper. Scouting long snappers. Long snapper is a little easier, though. You put a clock on it, a snap, yeah. and you put a timer on it. It's like a, it's like a pop time on a catcher. Kickers, I if you gave me two weeks, I could go off a tee at least. I could go hit a 50-yard field goal. I could. 
At okay, 50 everybody. Years old, 49 years old. I could hit. A, I could hit my age. I could hit a 49 yard, yard field goal. Well, I know what Scott's going to be training to do this offseason once the uh, football <laughs> content dries up. But by God, don't put me out there in front of Bronco's country. I might not hit the ball. I, I might pull. I was watching. Who was the? Was it? Uh, was it the Broncos game I was watching where the guy kicked the turf and hurt his ankle? I think there was a. Or was that Cleveland was, last night? I think it might have been Cleveland. I think it was Cleveland and us and Colquitt yeah. last night. You know, yeah. that'd be me. That'd be me. I'd, I'd hurt my ankle, pull a groin, and try and dig a hole and climb into it and disappear. Well, thank you so much for your comment, uh, Travis. I'm hoping to get some Kendall hitting magic in this game because the Broncos got really nothing to play for in this game. I know there's that streak against the Chiefs, but with how injured you are right now, the season being essentially over, guys looking at the door, you know, they're still playing for pride. They're playing for each other, but make no mistake. A lot of these guys are ready for the offseason at this point with everything, uh, which is unfortunate. But we got David coming in saying, hello, Nick Scott and Broncos country. Six days until we say goodbye to Fangio and company. Hashtag MHH for life. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Hashtag fire Fangio. David, I uh, I wish I could tell you that's going to happen. I do not know. I'm, I've gotten scared. I thought it was like a gone con- or a no doubt conclusion after losing to Cincinnati and then Las Vegas, but it seems like there's a little pushback on that. I don't know. <laughs> you're starting to get cold feet where I you're am. like you're sure about it. I mean, usually your first instinct is right. It's got to happen. It it just it's got to happen. I I can't imagine. Uh, we're gonna have some fun. You know, it'll be a fun year. We'll get, we'll, if uh, it'll be a fun off season if they don't, yeah. because there will be a lot of angry people and, you know, the, the football priests will be here to try and see the bright side to help, to make you feel better. Um, we'll work on personnel and think, okay, next year, next year, we'll talk about that. But man, like I've said it before, uh, I say it all the time in the morning. I'll say it again for, for the evening crowd. The only thing worse than anger is apathy. And when your fan base becomes apathetic, you've lost. You are lost. And when you're looking at 10,000 10, empty seats, you're, you're fighting apathy. Apathy is so much worse than anger. Anger, people still care. When they stop caring, you're, you're, you'll be lucky if you can get them back. You might see a little apathy in the stadium this week with the game being moved from Sunday to Saturday, changing a bunch of people's plans. Broncos writing a three-game losing streak out of the playoffs. It's going to be cold in Denver as well. And it's a feels like a no-hope win game or a no-chance win game versus Kansas City. Obviously, anything can happen any given Sunday. Uh, but this is with the Kansas City having something to play for, uh, having to win to even have a chance at the number one seed. I It's a, it's a recipe for a cover-your-eyes kind of game. Um, we'll see what happens. But uh, I have not a lot of hope for good feelings come out of this game. I'll consider it a win. This is how low bar it is for me. I'll consider it a win if they come out and nobody gets seriously injured. Uh, for the Broncos. That's that's the biggest thing. Because by God, if they if somebody I'm not even gonna whis- whisper it into the air to give it a give it legs. But if one of those core players gets hurt from this this meaningless game, I'm gonna be beside myself. Now there's uh myself. the, the phrase becomes blood on your hands. You oh. know, of, of one of my uh favorite Chelsea guys, uh Alex Goldberg has kind of made a name for himself recently in the last year or so. And uh you know, player comes in and plays a friendly and, and blows his Achilles. He hadn't been the same since. Blood on your hands. That was what he did. And Paul coming in, uh, say it's kind of like this morning, uh, Ethan, DWI guys, mentioned a bull when uh, when when we were flashing red. So you see, we've flashed the hot pink here. It's like flashing red to us. We You got our attention, Paul. Appreciate this, Super. And, um, you know, I'm glad you could join us tonight. Um, glad you're a fan of Broncos for Breakfast. And he says, I'd make Shermer kick field goals, even though all of them would come up two yards short of the sticks. 
I added the sticks because that's funny. Uh, what you yeah. said, that's that's pretty funny. <laughs> Why would Seattle move on from Wilson? Just dump Pete. Great quarterbacks don't grow on trees. Hope you had great holidays. Um, Nick, you follow this much more closely than I do. There's more to it than just than just Pete Carroll. You know, Pete Carroll's old. He, you know, you're ready. You can move on. Pete Carroll's had a great, great run in Seattle. Um, yeah. Just. You know, it's it's he's had a terrific run. He's been there a while too. It's been you know eleven years or so since he left USC, but he's seventy plus at this point. It's yeah. more than just Pete Carroll for Russell Wilson, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely more than Pete Carroll. Russell wants Russell sees himself as Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers tier of quarterback, and he feels that what can what Seattle's done recently has handcuffed him and kept him from becoming that level of quarterback. Uh, so he's looking for someplace where he can potentially have a little bit more power, more say with personnel direct uh, decisions. And uh, also I think the writing on the wall is for the Seattle team. Uh, they are, they don't have many means to improve drastically over the next two or three years. They're without their first round pick this year. They're a bad team. Um, they are really terrible on both trenches and the secondary uh, outside of like Tyler Lockett and, uh, DK Metcalf. I don't think there's many guys on that roster that are, you know, long-term difference maker studs that you could pick out of a crowd and be like, yeah, that's that player. He's amazing. Um, so that's a big issue for the, obviously they still have Bobby Wagner, but he's, you know, getting along on the tooth as well. Yeah, so he's, uh, and he's banged up now too. Yep. That's yep. That's linebackers. I mean, Jalen Smith, you know, gone, gone real quickly on three different teams this year. Uh, but I think that's the thing as well. I think that Wilson understands that his avenues to success with Seattle right now are not great. And I also think he's interested in expanding his Russell Wilson brand itself, which either could mean moving to a bigger city, a bigger market than Seattle or playing on a team that's going to have him contending for Super Bowls, which Seattle seems to be farther off right now than uh, a lot of teams in the league. Yeah. If there's, <clears throat> if you're going to play in one of the corners of the country, Seattle's probably the worst one for your Q rating compared to New York, Miami, mm -hmm. or, or LA. Yep. Um, so, you know, moving a little more central uh, makes sense. And, and frankly, it would do well for the Seahawks. You know, if you've got a piece like Russell Wilson and you can get a couple of first rounders, salary cap relief, all of those kind of stuff, that would be a nice piece in a rebuilding effort. If you're going to get a new coach, if you're going to make it, and that's got to happen anyway uh, yeah. in the next couple of years, regardless, because like I said, Pete Carroll's, he's an old dude. Um, he, he can't last forever. I mean, I love his energy and he's a lot of fun to be around, but he's got the energy of a guy 20 years younger than him, but 20 years younger than him starting to push, you know, make him feel like 60. Um, Travis coming in with some more stars saying Devin Lloyd linebacker, Utah, right? Utah. Yep. Utah. The Utes. What's a Ute? Uh, somebody from 2022 Utah. draft, please. You're not going to yep. convince him to take, you're not going to convince, uh, Nick to take a linebacker with, with your first round pick. It's not going to happen. I, it would depend on where Denver's picking. I, I do like Devin Lloyd and this isn't that good of a class. So I think he would move up a little bit. I also like that. He is a very good coverage player as well. I think he's actually a five tool player. Um, and I would have been fine with Micah Parsons last year if it wasn't for the you can't have like multiple strikes and the off field stuff was another. Devin Lloyd's not Micah Parsons. No, he's not. Yeah, he is not. And you're not going to find you're not going to find a Patrick Sertan this year. You're not going to find a Penny Sewell this year. You, this year's class. I mean, if, again, I think it was Daniel, Daniel Jeremiah said that if you put last year's top 10 against this year's top 10, every single guy taken in last year's top 10 might go before this year's top 10, which is a little bit hyperbole, but that's like also a little bit eye-opening because those are NFL scouts talking that he was relaying that for uh, Devin Lloyd. I like a bit. I just wanted to hammer home the point here that 
I think fans listening to this show should have a little bit of a better knowledge base and understanding than, you know, your classic fan. Devin Lloyd, great linebacker, should be a top 20 pick in this upcoming draft. If he gets matched up against a crossing wide receiver time and time again, guess what? I don't give a bleep who the linebacker is. You're going to get beat. And uh, that's what we saw with uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba with Ohio State. Those, I mean, set the all-time single-game receiving yardage record in the Rose Bowl versus Utah. It's not because Devin Lloyd's a bad player. It's because he's a linebacker versus a wide receiver. If you're looking for somebody to match up constantly with, you know, Travis Kelsey or a wide receiver in the slot, and you're not helping your linebacker, the, the linebacker does not exist. Luke, Luke Keekley is not walking in the door in any team next year. So uh, quit, quit looking for that guy that it does not exist. I like Devin Lloyd though. <laughs> I do. Uh, I haven't watched him a ton. The only time I got, I've really watched Utah was against Ohio state. And, you know, again, you can scheme a guy out of the game. We, we said the same thing. We, we talked a lot about Jordan Davis this morning, uh, the big defensive lineman nose guard for the university of Georgia. If you watched him against Alabama, you'd be like, who? I don't remember him. Um, he's one of those guys that makes those Jersey numbers look really tiny on his, on his, on his, uh, on his Jersey. Cause he's so big. Uh, Eric, Andreessen Anderson Andreessen help me out with one that works. One. yeah um Eric uh pay Pat McAfee one million for one game at least there would be a reason for fans to show up uh be interesting be interesting uh most kickers can punt that's usually who your 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 emergency punter and kicker are they they switch around so bring in one guy and uh you know do a cross promotion you could probably make that million back through yeah. through uh media rights yeah. I appreciate mean, heck, if, Eric. yeah, thank you, Eric, so much. It's, uh, appreciate you. Stick around. Hang out with us. Um, I like the McAfee angle here, and I also like it because, hey, you know who has a section or a segment with Pat McAfee's show every week? Aaron Rodgers. Can Aaron Rodgers come along? I'll sign Pat McAfee for next year. Sorry, Sam Martin. You've been fine. <laughs> well, and didn't you say that, Mc, uh, that McManus or McMahon was like a producer for his show or something? So yeah, there, there I is think, a connection I think there. Double A here had something to that. I don't think he just made that up. He had He had some put some thought into that. Well, McMahon was the special teams coordinator for uh, McAfee in Indy for a number of years as well. So they do have a connection. There you go. Uh, he was the one who <laughs> McMahon was the one who put up that really hysterical special teams play where like it was just the snapper and the punter and the guy just got tackled immediately. Do you remember that absolutely horrific special teams play? It's like, what the hell is going on? No, no? I didn't. Okay. You'll you'll remember it when I send it to you. Um, but uh, we got I, Travis. I won't. I've probably never seen it. I'm I, I'm not uh, I don't watch all of that stuff i I haven't in the past i've I've been kind of removed from the hey look at this goofy things i kind of ignore them so you you have to bang on me so you know i I don't follow that many people on twitter and you know i'm like teddy bridgewater you know leave me alone (laughs) travis tarbox coming in it's he curmudgeon yeah and travis uh appreciate you joining us in the morning and the evenings i know you've been getting moved around on on your 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 work shift a little bit um but he says, evening fellas, just ready for a new coaching staff and a real quarterback, a true right tackle. Also, that's not much to ask, is it? I want to, I want to, want a legit franchise quarterback, a right tackle, and a new coach. All right, rub that. Yeah, there's your three wishes. I wish so too. I, uh, it's hard to find that quarterback, and Denver fans for a number of years have been very spoiled in that situation. I mean, we would take a Jake Plummer right now, but the fact of the matter is, there are only ten guys in the league any given year that you're happy with maybe even less than that this season because quarterback numbers across the league have dropped a lot um and um it's really hard to find that guy and you're going to keep looking for it and that's another reason that you see like why does Kirk cousins get this money why does matt ryan get this money because these teams have looked into the void and the void the void has laughed at them uh with the what it looks like i mean you're starting trevor simeon you're starting uh 
Lord knows. I mean, it's, it can be really bad. So even competent quarterback play has a lot of value. Um, but I, God, please just, just give me a quarterback option for next year where we can quit arguing uh, guys who are not the option. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I still, it still makes a lot of sense to have drew lock around for a year. Um, yeah. You know, I just, what I don't necessarily like is, is revisionist history. You know, yeah. um, let's not, let's not blow him up to what he has never been. And yeah. and we can still talk about what he could be. And we've seen the progression this year. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and I, I think he's got a chance. I, I think he still has a chance next year, a clean slate, one-year contract. He's cheap. He is an absolute ro- low risk, high reward guy. That's a guy I want on my roster. As long as he's not a distraction, and right now he seems anything but. He's he's been magnificent in press conferences, uh, going out and playing hurt. I think he's getting the respect of his teammates. Um, you know, he he earlier this year he credited uh, you know learning a lot from Teddy Bridgewater. He said, you know, I remember him saying, I, I never had a, a a quarterback like that to learn from before. I've never had a guy like that on the roster before. So um, you've got the talent there. Um, rain rain in the mistakes a little bit, and, and let's see where it goes. But Yes, you've got to have somebody better than Teddy Bridgewater to to push him for sure. Yeah, uh, it's it's rough, and I don't like the revisionist history either. I mean, there's just a lot of confirmation bias going on, and I think the, the reality of the situation is neither of these guys probably long term solution there. You can well, get viable. It's tough there, again. But... Do I want to throw out the entire offensive line, or do I want to see a new offensive coordinator? You know, again, for what he costs on one year, do I want to resign into a big extension? No. Would I like to see him with a better offensive coordinator and system and environment than what he's getting in Denver Broncos right now? Yeah, I would. I, I yeah. really would. Yep. Um, and I'll be curious, you know, if he moves on, I'll be curious to see where he lands. You know, does he ends up place? You know, if he was in New Orleans, you know, would I rather have him or Jameis Winston? That's close for me. You know, that's really close for me. And Jameis Winston was playing some of his best football under under uh, under Sean Payton of his career before he got hurt. Locks better than Simeon, you know, he's better than Simeon, you yeah. know, so yeah. he's anyway, somewhere, he's somewhere coming for in me that, with a, okay. a terrific compliment and some stars. So I'd like to thank both of you for your insight into the team. Thanks, George. I don't think Rogers will leave reenactment Bay. So I think we'll go for Wilson DB for life. Denver Broncos for life. Um, I don't know the again. I don't. I, it's nice being out here tonight with with the evening crowd because I I hear so much and I want to. That's why I don't listen to talk radio, Nick. I want to say stuff. I want to react. I want to. I want to. If I can't give my opinion, I don't want to listen to yours. <laughs> it's like just being yelled at. Um, you know, and you know the some of the talk in the in the evening show has been that you know that that Rogers could walk away this year. You know, that he doesn't want to tarnish his legacy. He doesn't want to be just a guy. But how about that he's talking about finishing on top with Green Bay and then looking for a new chapter? He doesn't want to be just a guy in Green Bay, but maybe I want to try a new challenge. Maybe I go out on top with Green Bay. This guy's not going to win back-to-back MVPs and just quit the game. Man, when you're done, you're done. You're, the retirement is a long time. You've, he's got this much of a window left where he can play this game. And he ain't going to give that up yet. There's no way. No way. Yeah, I I still think you got to be putting all your chips on the table and going for him if he is available. Um, and you want to be cheering for Green Bay to implode. Although right now with the uh, man, the Buccaneers is going to fall apart. Man, they're just at, they're just begging their offensive line to hold and somebody come open, but they don't have any game winners right now with uh, 
Gronkowski is probably the best of fourth option right now. So I don't want to go too far down Tampa Bay, but uh, I don't know who beats Green Bay right now. I mean, anything can happen in a single game, but Tampa Bay, Dallas, the Rams, the Cardinals, all those teams, very, very weak uh, in comparison to Green Bay. But we'll see. Um, you want Green Bay to lose, though, because if they get one and done, I think Rodgers is going to be on the move. If they make it to the Super Bowl, I don't think Rodgers is going anywhere, let alone win it, but even make it. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. But see, why not? To me, that makes sense where he might want to go out on top then. I think he'd have a better chance going out on top at Green Bay coming back. But, that's, year, but I mean, so. leaving Green Bay like that, oh. say, listen, um, we just won another Super Bowl. I'm ready for a new challenge. You know, Man. I'm I'm done. I'm, I'm done here. It's been awesome. I'm going to do something else with that tarnish his legacy you know no you want us a super bowl good yeah. luck to you we love you you'll always be a packer when you're ready to come back and retire you can we got the yeah. spot hanging up for you on the in the on the ring of fame man don't underestimate the pettiness and the bitterness of fans uh they think they own you in that it, kind of situation that's yeah just short-lived do you i mean yeah. brett Favre went to the minnesota vikings for god's sakes you think brett yeah. Favre still isn't loved in green bay you know that will boo your ass while you're on the other team but you know all's forgiven when you're done you'll you'll come home we'll have a brat and a beer together and we'll, it'll, it'll all be good Ah, be careful rogers and his his uh fiance might eat some clay or whatever the heck they're into um but uh no that's <laughs> i don't know she's weird um thank you very much for the comment george uh we appreciate you I, I would take either of those guys it'd be great david coming back in fangio can't stay nobody will stand for it hashtag fire fangio if you guys feel that way and you feel like david best thing you can do is make sure that the ownership and everybody sees it and feels it on the game on sunday right and uh that believe me that those guys when they look across the stadium and they see empty seats that matters to them they're not no, selling not those premium advocating boxes for it but you know i hear chad say that all we're not telling you what to do or what you know but again apathy is worse than anger uh yep. it, it absolutely is so We'll know soon. Monday, Monday, business day, end of business day. We should know one way or another. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's unfortunate, but I mean, the Broncos have a lot of cap space and they have a lot of draft resources. So and a, a good young uh, draft class. So still got to figure out that quarterback. But there are teams that are in far worse situations. Um, we got Nick David and Kendall. Hey, I like that one. That's, that's Nick Kendall. No, that's I get it. Thank you, Scott Kennedy. I've been called worse. I could be called worse than, than, than Kendall. That's for sure. Um, appreciate you. The, we've had a lot of fun with the morning show. Um, you know, we might get a chance to do some, uh, some evenings during the off season. You know, it's a long off season. Uh, I think it's up to Nick. You know, I, I always say Nick always comes in and says, I got to get out of here in like 30 minutes. Then we go to 75. I'm like, dude, we're on your schedule. I'm good. There's too much. Fun so to have. David, appreciate, appreciate the compliment. Yeah, absolutely. We got one here from uh, CC also. Um, it is starting to be draft season and we got a lot of season of it. So I don't want to, you know, get rid of or blow all the takes in one sitting, but uh, CC edge cornerback, right tackle in the first come out of the draft with a highly valuable position. Although this class isn't fantastic. I think you can find some really great productive players. That's true. Every draft. Um, there are some guys there, even in that terrible 2013 draft, there were some good guys in there. Um, if the Broncos do keep their picks because they can't trade for a veteran, I'm, I'm about this as well. First, I would rather be trading back and getting 2023 20, assets to give yourself another seat at the table for the quarterback carousel because I'd rather have be have the buying power of those extra draft picks so I can outbid other teams. Duh. Um, the one in here, I, I agree with you in general. I'm going to change that C on your cornerback to a D for defensive back. Uh, it's probably not going to happen, but if the league gets stupid, just like they did with Derwin James, where he fell to 17th overall in whatever draft that was, and say, oh, Kyle Hamilton's a safety. We're not going to take him in the top 10. Please. 
I oh, what does that mean about Caden Stearns? I don't care. Caden Stearns is a great player, but I don't like good. Keep me from great. Kyle Hamilton is one of the best safeties I've ever scouted. And uh, if he falls to Denver, you say, thank you, sir. May I have another and go on to the next round? Yeah. And you can move one of those guys to nickel or, or whatever you can do. You can do a lot with those players. I mean, how many guys did you lose during the course of the season um, in the defensive backfield? I mean, you, you've got to go eight or nine deep at least to get through, to get through a season. And, and Kyle Hamilton, um, he's a game changer. You know, I don't, I'm not worried about specific positions. If you can get a game changer, if you can change a game from safety, get that defensive back. Um, Andrew Baker coming in. Appreciate you, Andrew. Some big stars said, Hey, the Broncos for breakfast boys always listen, but can't participate at work. I know it's off season talk, but who is y'all's team to root for in the playoffs? MHH hmm. for life. Hmm. Playoffs. Playoffs. Do you, Cause I, 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 I have historically, you know, again, being an Atlanta sports fan, you kind of latch on to teams as they go along. I was a Montana fan when he was with the 49ers because, well, my team was never in the playoffs. Um, I was, uh, for basketball, I was a Lakers guy, not a Celtics guy, you know, as a kid, because my team was never going to be there. Um, so how about you? Who, well, who are you, who are you typically try and root for? I know with college, I kind of go, um, conference first you know there's a there's a there's a there's an sec loyalty for me um then it goes uh you know then when they play each other i'll root for georgia over alabama for the most part yeah um i think i'm rooting for a team that nobody saw coming i'm i'm rooting for the afc in this this regard but i think tennessee is a fun team this year losing derrick henry and still getting the one seed possibly uh that's a team that i would like to see go very far and also kick kansas city off of the number one seed pedestal that they've been owning for a few years. I'd be about that. Um, also, I really think the Bills fans have suffered for a long time. That's a, I really like Sean McDermott and uh, Billy Bean uh, out there. And uh, I think they would be a great team as well. I just, I'm going through the NFC teams in my head and I can't really think of anybody who I'm actually cheering for. I would cheer for the Rams because of Von Miller, but I want a higher draft pick. So sorry, Von, I love you, but I'll take the higher draft pick. Um, maybe the Arizona Cardinals, uh, because of everything they've gone through this year. I was a big Rondale Moore fan, like Kyler Murray a lot. Uh, that's a team that's also had a tormented history for the most part. So I'll, I'll go Bills Cardinals. Those are the two teams I'll, I'll hitch my wagon to. Uh, I like, I was thinking Bills too. It's, it's probably easier in me to say, who will you root against? You know, to, when you're picking a team, I will root against whoever's playing the Patriots, uh, flat yeah. out. I'll root against the Patriots. Um, I'll root for the Patriots before Kansas city though. I'll, I'll root again. I'll, I'll root for, I'll root for Mahomes over, over the Patriots. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. I done. will not root for the Patriots. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I like the Packers. I've, Ooh. I like Aaron Rodgers for a long time. Um, they got Sean McVay Bengals too. the underdog, you know, Bang. that's, that's one you got to like too, for, for me having that, that underdog team in there. I won't root for Tom Brady. And, uh, for the same reason, I won't root for the Patriots. Um, Dan Quinn and Dallas Cowboys would be kind of fun for me. Kyler Murray in Arizona would be kind of fun for me. And then Sean McVay, uh, you know, Georgia kid, uh, watched him in high school. Actually, that's if you sort by most views, I think Sean McVay's high school highlights at Marist are like my number one view. So, again, for me, it's probably easier to say who would I root against. I will root against Tampa Bay and New England. So, therefore, it's a Tampa New England Super Bowl, and I will go for a walk. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'll cheer for Tristan Wirfs um, in that scenario, just like I did last year. 
Uh, Travis Weber coming in here saying, I'm going to throw out a dark horse and say Matt Ryan or Kirk Cousins to Denver next season. I think that if you, the Broncos lose out on Rodgers or Wilson, there'll be calls made for Matt Ryan and Kirk Cousins. The contracts for those two guys make it very difficult, but uh, there's a, everybody has a price. I mean, Jared Goff had a massive dead cap hit for the Rams, but it worked out in the end. Those teams made it work. So uh, I think that more likely with Matt Ryan's contract, you're talking about a post June 1st trade um, with 2023 capital, just so it's a little bit more palatable for the Falcons to spread that dead cap around. But um, that's a, that's a hard thing to bank on because then you're leaving the Falcons potentially really exposed as well after the draft. And uh, maybe they're not interested in trading at that point. So who knows? And uh, <clears throat> I wanted to throw Miguel's comment. Thanks again for the stars, Miguel in with that same topic here. Uh, it says, I know people really want Rogers Wilson, but if you can't score either one of them, how bad will the growing pains be? If this year's quarterback class, um, if you take one of these guys, one of the, one of the top guys and they're most of them are going to be the senior bowl. I hope, yeah. you know, they're, they're on the list. So that should be a lot of fun. We go down there. I got my, uh, my credential came in approved today. Yes. Hey, so, congrats. Um, Looking forward to going down there. I'll have uh, a lot of stuff, and we'll figure out how we want to cover the Senior Bowl. You know, maybe we do some some live shows from down there. Uh, we will see. Um, how bad will the growing pains be? You got Drew Lock. You got Drew Lock for a year. So if, if Drew Lock is your floor, how bad would it be? There's for me, that's your answer. So your answer to that question depends completely on how you feel about Drew Lock. Yeah. So. You know, I, I think, you know, could, could, should be right now. You're looking at uh seven and 10 full season of drew lock with the same things, get some, maybe new offensive coordinator, new coaches, uh, some better, some, some, some healthy players, you know, hopefully the injury bug doesn't ravage you like it did this year and you should have a winning season. So moving forward, appreciate what, what do you, I mean, am I, how often am I on that one? I think that if you put drew lock starting this season, you're probably one more loss than you have right now, probably just with the turnovers. I know he hasn't in the two game sample size, but I'm going to trust the broader sample size here because you know, quick trends can change things. I mean, gosh, if you based it on short sample sizes, uh, who is the quarterback that the Seahawks signed? Matt Flynn would be one of the best discipline quarterbacks ever, right? Like one game doesn't do too much for me. Um, want to see the broader sample size, but I think you're right. I do think that uh, drew locks, the floor would be drew lock. I don't know if the Broncos would go into the draft with just Drew Locke still. So I think there's probably still another quarterback in there that you have to discuss, whether that be a Tyrod Taylor type, a Marcus Mariota type, a uh, Andy Dalton type, which I know everyone's groaning. I don't like it too. I mean, I'm going to have to wash my mouth after this, even but mentioning you've got, that. You've got one guy on, under contract, and it's, yep. it's Drew Locke. So they'll bring in somebody that's else. the floor. That's as bad as it should get is, yeah. is Drew Locke. Yeah, it's uh, not all bad. No, and it's it's cheap too. It's yeah. overwhelmingly cheap and you have a lot of flexibility. It's, it's kind of, unfortunately it's similar to this season with less depth and option. Uh, but it's not something where you're committed to it long-term where you are clouding yourself or not giving yourself a, the ability to get out in 2023 when you can reassess the landscape. Um, if you're not going to get the guy, just don't commit to the wrong guy. That's most important thing. Uh, Miguel come, uh, this is still Miguel. We got yeah, $20. Is, so, and Travis, oh. Travis, sorry, we'll go back. Okay. Travis, uh, real quick, said we're talking about Lloyd, and we'll we'll uh, we'll move on from Devin Lloyd. He said it wasn't Lloyd's best showing. That's okay, you know. I don't. I, I get tired of the 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 hot takes. You know, oh, I watched this game. He wasn't very good. You know, and the crazy ones are with the 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 coordinators. For God's sakes, oh, you know, Kellen Moore. We they just we just shut out Dallas. I don't want their offense square. It was one freaking game. Are Talk you about kidding? Come on, size. man. 
Yeah. It's yeah. uh so yeah, I'm not I'm not judging Lloyd on on anything like that. Now uh, I want to see and I and I, I want to see combine numbers on all these guys because there is a difference between a very, very good uh college player and a pro prospect. It's a different speed, it's a different size. I want to see Nicobe Dean. I want to see his uh the linebacker from University of Georgia. I want to see his measurables. I want to see, I don't want to see him come out at six foot two fifteen running four sevens. I don't think he will. No. Um but at, at six foot two hundred and twenty five pounds that he's listed, he needs to be in the four five five range or better with a sub you know with a four zero shuttle or better you know and yeah. all those type of things. So you know, there's a lot of evaluation still to go. What you know is the guy can play football. He's a football player. Now let's move him up and down on the board based on what everybody else does over the next few months as we get to go through the evaluation process a little thinner, a little yeah. a little thicker. I like Nicobe Dean. He's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. It's kind of like Jeremiah Usakoromo last year. Everybody's like, oh, you got to draft him. He's a good height or a good cover linebacker. He's not a linebacker is not a fit in every single scheme. I don't know if Nicobe Dean would be a fit in the Broncos scheme with how much they ask their linebackers to play through trash. Of Nick, the go ahead line. and uh, go ahead and bring up John Clay again. Okay. John Clay with a picture of a, I think I've seen this one before. I feel it looks like a C stack, but I could be completely off. Uh, my fave team. Thanks, man. That's so nice of you to say. Thank you so much for uh, putting your money where your mouth is there too. God. Uh, welcome guys. I'm holding my breath that the Broncos move on from Fangio. God, same here. Um, bring on Dabble or Peterson. Dabble. Hmm. Move heaven and earth for Wilson and allow us to witness the dawn of a new Broncos age. I feel like the Brian Dabble hype has gone way down uh, since last season. I think the, his his run balance, run pass balance has been off. There was a game against Tampa Bay where they didn't even run the ball in the first half with a running back one time. Uh, I like a lot of what he's done with a Josh Allen, but Dabble kind of concerns me a bit. I don't know if he's, is he more scheme or is he more just, Hey, I have a quarterback with amazing tools. Let's just go let him go out there and be Superman. Well, and John Clay, we certainly appreciate the support and glad, uh, glad we could do an evening show, uh, together. It's, it's fun. We, we really enjoy, I really enjoy doing the morning shows. Um, you know, Nick says, Hey, can you go Tuesday? And I'm like, sure. We'll go again on, on my channel tomorrow morning. We'll talk, we'll be, we'll talk heavy draft tomorrow for sure. Um, when we go and I think the Falcons, the Falcons and Broncos still back to back right now. Falcons so are 10, there's going to be some crossover talk about who's going to be available. What needs to happen for each, each team to finish in what spot I'm going to do all those type of things. Um, and Travis coming in and John Clay, like I said, thank you so much. Uh, it just, it just means a lot that to that for all the support for the, that, that y'all bring to, to, to our shows. Um, Still relatively new. I'm a, I'm a rookie, rookie this year, coming up on one full year. So I'll be entering my second year. And it, it just means a lot. So thank you. Uh, and Travis coming back in and saying, six losing seasons is enough. Our franchise is one of the winningest teams in the NFL. Time to get back to that. Yeah. When, uh, you know, you, you think about now, the, the Broncos didn't win six or seven Super Bowls like the Patriots did. But, you know, when the Patriots have the dip, lasted one year <laughs> you know it lasted one year now the 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 system is still in place the head coach is still in place all of that is still in place where the broncos have had that change and that 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 flux but yeah the the denver broncos are an alpha franchise in in this league and six years without the playoffs is just it's not right it's a better it's a better league when the denver broncos are good for sure 
Yeah, it definitely is. It's better when the Chiefs suck as well, but that's been a little bit. And it's just, you know, NFL cyclical. Broncos were on that high horse for a long time with great quarterback play, and they got to reshuffle that roster around the quarterback multiple times. Um, and now it's, I guess it's our turn to wait in the back of the line for a little bit. I'm getting kind of tired of it, but uh, at least I do have, we have the memories of uh, some good Broncos teams with good quarterback play. Chase Wellner coming in saying, Scott, how do you feel about Matt Ryan to Denver talk? I would need to know the Falcons' stomach for eating all of that uh, cap space. Um, they uh, they talked about last year, um, you know, we're here to win now, blah, blah, blah. But every move they made was to build for the future, including drafting Kyle Pitts. So Matt Ryan has no future in Atlanta. He's, he's 37 years old now. He's old and expensive and he can still play at a good level. I think he would be great with the Denver Broncos and all of those weapons. I think he would be magnificent with the Denver Broncos and all those weapons. You'd look at 4,500 yards and 40 touchdowns. Sound good? I mean, he he's he has thrown for 4,500 yards, you know, with his eyes closed, like 14 of his 16 seasons. Um, he would spread the ball around. He would get the wide receivers involved. He'd hit the deep ball, the play action, the bootlegs he'd be an awful lot of fun to watch in this offense. Can the Falcons move that contract? They can, they can, um, but will they? I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, I would, I would take him. I don't think I'd give you more than our first round pick this season, given his cap hit and his age and everything, but you're talking about a borderline top 10 pick. So uh, I guess take it or leave it in that kind of no, situation. I mean, right now I'm, I'm just looking at it. If the Falcons, if I could get somebody to take the Falcon salary, I'd say done. I mean, uh, Matt Ryan's salary, I'd say, good, take it. Good. I yeah. mean, cause it's, it's, they're so hamstrung in cap space right now that they're, they're stuck. So, you know, you could be, if you're willing to pay $8 million for a second round pick, depending on how you want to say that, that you traded bond for a third and you bought a second or vice versa. You know, how much are you then willing to to pay to not have to give up a pick, right? So, you know, $40 million, okay, you can keep your first-round draft pick if you're going to pick up $40 million of his salary. Well, there you go, guys. That's uh, that's what we need. The new owner can just foot that bill later on, put it on a debit card, we'll be, or a credit card, we'll be good. Mr. Stumi, coming with a super sticker, $10. Thank you so it's much, glasses. guy. It was a glasses guy. I went, I went and looked it up. I didn't recognize it. It was a, a new one. So appreciate you coming in with a, the new sticker. Uh, Stu. Yeah, and I missed some of these uh, smaller ones in here, but thank you so much. I got Nathan. Thoughts on if we could, should draft Pickett? If they like Kenny Pickett as far as his intangibles and intelligence, then I'm fine with it. Uh, he is older for a quarterback prospect, which makes me a little bit concerned. He was not that good in prior seasons. He wasn't terrible in prior seasons, but he wasn't that good in prior seasons. Also, he has the tied for the smallest hands measured of any quarterback who's come through the combine since... Uh, 1999 so that is that's a concern uh and it just makes him a somewhat of an outlier and you're talking about playing in the elements playing an arrowhead in december that those kind of situations make me a little bit concerned with kenny pickett i think kenny pickett would be great playing in the in a dome in the south like with the saints or something where you're not gonna have to deal with the elements as much uh as he will in denver but we're gonna get eyes on him in mobile i'm hoping we get some bad weather days in mobile sorry scott um yeah, so that way we can see him deal with the bigger nfl football a uh, wet football as well um, cause in that UNC pit game this year, where it started torrentially downpouring in that second half, that ball did not look good coming out of Kenny Pickett's hands. 
Yeah. And if, if it's really eight and a quarter, you know, I was discussing this with my wife today because we were moving some furniture and had out the tape measure and we were talking football. So, you know, I've got decent sized hands. I can palm a basketball. Mine are about nine and a half inches. And so I put hers up next to mine and hers are about eight inches. They're not that much far off. And her fingers are coming up to like here on mine. I'm like, that's insane. How are you supposed to hold a football with eight inch hands? Seriously. Yeah. And the NFL balls are bigger. I mean, that's it's just that's that's a fact. Is it going to matter? I got, you know, I got kids guys? that are still throwing three finger fastballs because their hands are so small. You know, that's that's kind of it's kind of how it ends up being. Yeah, and even if he doesn't measure eight and a quarter, let's say it's eight and uh, five eighths or something, that's still a concern uh, for me. So um, we already got this one from Travis, but thank you so much for okay. the stars. I thought we had just making sure. I'm going to hit Colin real quick. Colin, I hope you're in a better mood. You've been awfully salty since the new new year. Um, does Atlanta ever regret trading for You're joking, right? Now you're just trolling me. It was actually, I, I've, I've put this out there enough that uh, I, I used to do this, no matter how diehard the Falcons fan you could find, they never knew the answer to this question. Who did the Atlanta Falcons draft with the first round pick they got for Brett Favre? The answer is a little known running back from Southern Miss named Tony Smith, who had about 385 yards of total offense all in his rookie year. But if you look back at that draft, it was awful. That was the Steve Entman draft, number one overall. Quentin Corriott, number two overall. See, I remember these guys more than I remember some play that nobody believes I haven't seen. Dude, I didn't. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but I can go back to the 1990 draft and 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 rip off the the buster in that draft. There was no good player really in that draft. There wasn't anybody they were going to get. Instead, they gave up Brett Favre. Yeah, do you regret that? Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a, the the life of an Atlanta sports fan. Could be worse, uh, but yeah, you never know. Um, Eric coming in here saying thoughts on trading back for Sauce Gardner. I don't know if you can trade back for Sauce Gardner. He was man, he impressed the absolute hell out of me in that uh, Alabama Cincinnati game. Uh, there's one of the guys I follow. He's got Sauce ahead of Stingley. I mean. I've he, my he, eyes are he's open. not if he's fallen, he ain't fallen far. So if you like yeah. him, you better take him. Yeah, I I would not be shocked. I think there are three cornerbacks right now, and I would not f- call you crazy for having any of them ranked number one. Sauce Gardner's up there. He like I was I can't believe him against Jamison Williams. I was shocked. Uh very good play. Um, and they even against Alabama, they said we're gonna live in this uh man coverage on the outside three three five stack world, and we're gonna leave our the, the other cornerback they have, Kobe something was also really good out there, but uh sauce Gardner wearing number one in Cincinnati. I'm impressed kid. The other one to think of along with Derek Stingley is Andrew Booth from Clemson. He is also mm-hmm. an absolute freak athlete with like pterodactyl wings, kind of uh, <laughs> length going on out there, which is just amazing to watch. I really like him. He's a lot of fun. Great makeup speed. He just flies. He just yes, glides, glides on down. He's, he does have a little bit of boomer bust nature to him right now, but he's a wide receiver convert for cornerback. And you can see the ball skills and the tracking skills. So I like so- him a lot. Going back to the small sample size uh, quarterbacks, you know, what about Tyler Hunton? He seems like a starter on other teams. I don't, I don't know enough about him. I saw him. He played one game, had a decent game. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Um, can is, is he a guy? Maybe. I'm not saying he's not, but uh, uh, there's not much out there on him for sure. Appreciate the stars, Travis. Yeah, thanks, Travis. That would be like somebody trading for Drew Locke after the five game sample size his rookie season, right? Like we know what. We know what happened with Drew Locke the next season. It wasn't very good. That would be kind of like trading for Tyler Huntley. I did like Tyler Huntley coming out of Utah um, a couple of years ago, or maybe it was last year. 
I don't even remember um, where I thought maybe he'd be a guy that would be worth taking a flyer on. Cause I like to bet on traits uh, day two, day three of the draft uh, for the quarterback position. If you're going to take one, might as well be one who has some tools, uh, but it'll be fun. Travis coming back here, Michael Ronquillo saying good evening, Nick and Scott and go Broncos. Thank you, Michael over in Tucson, Arizona. Good to see you. Yep, thanks for the stars, Michael. Glad you could make it tonight. Good to have you here. Yeah. Good to have you. I'll see Jay Roper's in the house. Good to see you, Jay. Um, Travis Tarbuck's in the house. What class is Jack Campbell in Nick? Jack Campbell is a junior. He has not declared yet. If he does declare, this is a linebacker from Iowa guys. Sorry, Travis and I um, love connection with the Hawkeyes here. Um, if he does declare, I think he'll go in the top 100. I think he'll be kind of in that mid to late third round pick because he's not a cover linebacker, so to speak, but that dude just gets tackles like crazy. He's big. He's really good in the box. Somebody's going to love him. Uh, he's a better prospect than Josie Jewel is. Jewel was coming out. Cody. Cody coming in with a, with a super. Saying is is Javante Williams Pookie a top five running back next season? Um, top five is you know there's some lofty comparisons. What I, I like to say when I, the phrase I use in scouting was I don't like to argue levels of elite. So you know I think he's he's in the he'll be in the discussion. Mm-hmm. And if you were to say he's top five, I wouldn't argue with you. You know does he finish with top five numbers? Uh, Melvin Gordon I I don't think is going to be a Denver Bronco next year. Um, you're, you're going to have a different backup. So you're going to get 80% of the carries going to Javante Williams. That's going to put him at a, as a 1,500-yard guy. Uh, I, I believe that. So, you know, and, and maybe even knocking on the door 2,000 yards for scrimmage. Yeah, he's a top five running back next season. Um, well, you know what I'm going to say, Scott. What am, what am I going to say to this question? Running backs don't matter. Could have been anybody. Uh, I want to see the offensive line because the running backs only ever as good as the offensive line. Um, so if he, the Broncos, yeah, but the, the two of them combined are 2000 yards this year. I don't think it's as simple as all the carries go to Javante Williams and he gets the exact same numbers because there is some, no, a little but, bit of, but I, I think, I think, like I said, if I took 70% of, if, if there's 400 total carries, he's getting 300 of them next year. Yeah. You know, of the, of, of the total touches, that's how it probably um, should should match out that way. And, yeah. you know, I think he can be a 2,000 yards from scrimmage next year. I really do. I do too. Uh, Derek Henry will be back. I don't think he's going to supplant uh, Nick Chubb. There's some other good running backs as well. Uh, but if the Broncos offensive line continues to improve, maybe they even take a first-round offensive tackle. I really like Ika McQuanu from North Carolina State. Like, really like him. Um, then we could be talking. Or maybe you talk about, uh, can Pookie, Wils- Pookie be a top-five running back next season? if you put Malik Willis in the backfield with him and really stress box numbers and linebacker numbers, maybe we're talking about that because it makes it that much harder to defend that running back too. So uh, we'll see. Um, Chase Walner, is there a head coach who stayed after three years of no playoffs? There have been some, I don't think there's good success. Yeah, I'm sure there are, but um, you know, and it might've happened more specifically with guys that had been to the playoffs, maybe miss it three years in a row or, you know, had a longer track record. But, uh, you know, three losing seasons out of the gate. No, again, who is it? Who asked this morning? Give me three good reasons to, to keep Fangio. And I came up with one fair one and two really bad ones. There's just not a compelling, you know, way up the pros, pros and minuses, you know, the pluses and minuses here, man, that, that, that negative one's weighing me down way over here. Yeah, that's, uh, that's how it goes. Speaking of some negative ones, weighing you down, Aaron, uh, Madrona coming in here saying Hendon Hooker, uh, Hendon Hooker, quarterback, Tennessee volunteers, uh, transferred from Michigan to Tennessee this season, overtook 
uh, gosh, another quarterback. Maybe I'm mixing up Mackenzie Milton or Milton with Hooker. Either way, Hayden Hooker at Tennessee, big arm, big athlete, plays in that same offense that got Drew Locke all those stats his junior year, same head coach or the Tennessee head coaches who Drew Locke's offensive coordinator was. So they don't really ask many difficult reads of Hennon Hooker. They say, Hey, throw the ball downfield with your big arm. And he can do that. Um, his accuracy down the field is pretty hit or miss. I don't know if you saw the Purdue game this season, but there were some wide receivers that were open and Hooker just missed him in this, in the bowl game. Uh, but he has the arm talent and he has the size and he has enough athleticism. So he intrigues me as again, one of those day two tools guys. It does sound like he's going to be back at Tennessee next year. So uh, we'll see. And a shout out. We talked a little bit of guys who have, uh, declared today and sauce Gardner. He declared today officially um, David Ojabo declared today, officially edge rusher from Michigan. And also my day two running back of choice, uh, Caleb Ellerby uh, from Western Michigan declared today as well. So uh, I, I, I didn't watch Tennessee this year, so I'd never heard the name Hendon hooker until you said it. And I was like, man, with a, you, you, that's a name. That's a quarterback name right there. So I didn't, I didn't watch Tennessee this year. Um, they weren't a next beer fund from Canada. That Canadian beer, that's like moonshine. You know, that Canadian beer. Labets, right? Labots. That was, uh, what movie was that? Big Daddy, I think. You know, that Canadian beer, it's like moonshine. So, um, thank you, Terry. Appreciate you coming in with, uh, with the super for Nick's beer fund. Um, Miguel coming in, speaking of the beer fund, I think, uh, I think, uh, Matt Ryan's had two $100 million contracts with the Atlanta Falcons, but could he decide to restructure his contract to make it easier to trade him? Yeah, but that extends the years and it doesn't necessarily make it easier to move him because you're paying him more of a, a salary cap, uh, a signing bonus in order to get relief on the cap, which then increases his dead cap number. So the Falcons are going to just have to decide if they want to eat it or not. But then this new team could sign him to an extension or a restructure and get relief from that contract. So if you took on $80 million of his of his contract, $60 million, actually his base salary is not that high anymore because he got so much of a signing bonus. Hmm. It's like 15 to 20. If he, he comes in at $40 million and you extend him a year and give him $50 million across three years, then yeah, his, the cap hit on your end, on the new team's end, would be better. But it's it's not going to do much good for the, for the Falcons in order to try and move him because how you get relief from a salary cap is with a signing bonus, which then increases the dead cap, which makes him harder to trade. Uh, appreciate it, Miguel. Um, yes. Craig Smith is coming in saying, I need a Varsity Blues quotes in the podcast. And I, that's it. You hurt my feelings. I'm going home. I'm going home. <laughs> How about a little tweeter? A little tweeter for you before I get in the cop car and go for a ride. I'll Love be honest Varsity to... Blues. New tweeter end zone dance. What we're it's calling been it. a long time. It's been a long time since Varsity Blues. has been it hasn't oh, been I a long time. At Cody. least once a month. Once a month? I'm too busy grinding tape. Flip it on when I'm going to bed and you need like 30 minutes and you don't feel like starting up something. I'll put on Varsity Blues. All right. Well, that's... I'm starting to get you, Scott. I'm starting to understand with what, what, uh, what's behind the man. Uh, Cody coming in, even with the average offensive line that, play. <laughs> uh, even with the average offensive line play and the good run game, but it's hard to find an offensive line guy that can do well on the ground ground game and the run game, or the passing ground game. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's why some of these guys go pretty high. I will say that if you have an elite skill set or an athlete, elite athleticism, coaches will bet on those guys because you're looking for rare body types as well that fit these things. That's one reason that so many people are interested in a uh, Daniel Falele coming out of Minnesota, who is six foot nine, 370 pounds. And uh, they found him at a rugby camp 
out there in Australia. And he's like, come play to football. And he's a special athlete for his size, a little raw still, but somebody's going to bet on him with his tools. Yeah. The pass blocking, having someone with the skill set, the feet and the athleticism to do pass blocking and the length is harder than the run blocking. That's why we always say when you're trying to protect a new offensive lineman, you're trying to get them to gel, man, they want to block forward. It's easy. Get the guy that's in front of me and push him trying to pick up run assignments on blitzes and stuff is much, much harder to do. And Travis, Coming back in and Jerry Glanville, smack my head. I remember Steve Entman. He was terrible in the NFL. Uh, Washington, if I'm not mistaken, Washington Huskies, number one overall pick. And uh, he was within two years of another big dude that the Packers drafted in 89. One, two, two overall, I believe, was uh, was Tony Mandrich. So I know Tony Mandrich experimented in chemistry a little bit. I'm wondering if Steve Entman had that same type of problem because they both flamed out pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, a couple more here. Um, Dennis Woods. Nick, do you think Linderbaum will declare for the draft? Uh, I think he loves Iowa. He's from right up the road in Solon, Iowa, uh, from Iowa City. But uh, I think he'd be – he's a center. And he's talk, getting top 15, top 10 talk as a center. Uh, he he needs to go. As much as that hurts my Hawkeye team, I think it's better for Iowa and him long-term to go on and find success and be somebody that you know says says University of Iowa and be an ambassador for the program going forward than having one more season at Iowa. He he should go to the league. Um, yeah. Travis, and Travis, Robert. we're talking about backup running backs. Boone looked decent in Gordon's absence. I think he can pick yeah. up the slack if Gordon is gone next season. Yeah. I think you can find a guy in the fourth round that can be a number two running back. Um, you know, a, a free agent, cheap. When yeah. you've got your number one, and and actually Boone's not cheap. He's like three million dollars. He's fairly expensive for a guy for for what he's being used. He's kind of a luxury. So yeah. I think you can you can probably do a little bit better than that and appreciate the stars, Travis. And Clayton coming in. Hey guys. Hey Clayton. Appreciate you being here. Um, I want to give Clayton a shout out here. Um, this is a big one for me. I'm keeping on going strong over months since I've been sober. So I think he means over a month being sober. Um, mm-hmm. so uh shout out to you, Clayton. Um I am not in that vein, but I know that is a struggle for some people and, uh, you know, got good on you for having the resolve to do something like that. No, the, the, the one day at a time thing is the truth. Um, because you know, they say an addict, alcoholic addicts, they can't picture going the rest of their lives sober. You know, man, I'm at this party. I'm at this, I'm at this wedding reception. Everybody's drinking. I'm freaking miserable. I'm never going to make it just today. I just have to get through today. That's it. Hmm. We'll worry about tomorrow tomorrow. So one day at a time, dude. Good job. Yep. Yep. One day at a time. Thank you so much uh, for the comment there. And good to see that. And we're all pulling for you. Uh, Broncos country will not be happy if Fangio stays. Don't care what coordinators he hires. Broncos country. I Maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but if uh, Vic Fangio stays, but it also comes with Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, I could give a bleep if it's if Chad's the head coach next year. You know, like I don't know what Chad's doing with the X's and O's, but if, if you have Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, Sign me up. I don't care. Yeah, I. If that's a trade, because now it goes because I'm going to throw in Andrew's uh, comment on here. You know, if, if he says, "Yeah, if if, if a Rod comes said I'm coming, but I want to play for Fangio, Vic, new two year contract. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, but uh, otherwise, no, <laughs> never that's any doubt. Happen. No, it's it's not going to happen. You're not going to be able to get a guys to come in and play. You can't get your own guys to play for him. Yeah. Yeah, but um, like a- being somewhat new to Broncos QB escapade, Scott, would you draft, keep lock, or go big for A Rod or Wilson? Choice one, I'd go for the, I'd go for one of the veterans. I'd A Rod would be my probably my first choice because he makes you a Super Bowl contender right now. 
Uh, I'd love to have the next seven, eight years of Russell Wilson. You can give up two or three first-round draft picks if you got your quarterback for the next three or four years. Would love it. Um, then I would also look in free agency for another guy. So I would be looking for a veteran, and I would keep Lot next year without a doubt. Um, yeah. You know, unless someone comes in and offers me something stupid. You know, like I said, people get kind of stupid. Lot goes in, throws for four touchdowns, and you know, all of a sudden, hey. Quarterback needy team says, let's throw a first rounder at the Denver Broncos for that guy. They don't want him anymore. He needs a fresh start. Our guy can coach this guy up. He's got all the tools. Um, but uh, I would uh, I would go. I We've talked about this earlier. Lock, to me, is your floor next year. If the worst you do is lock, you should be okay. But I would bring in another quarterback and I'd bring in, a, I, I would draft a quarterback and I would bring in a, a seasoned starter. Someone like Teddy Bridgewater, but not necessarily that's going to be penciled in as an automatic starter. Someone that you can, can help, help him along. So uh, Teddy Bridgewater esque, which is not ideal, but a mentor, um, you know, a yeah. mentor. It's the same thing we talked about Josie Jewell. You know, I, I would love to have Josie Jewell back on this team next year with these young linebackers. It doesn't necessarily mean I want him starting the whole game, but by God, he's pretty cheap. He's a good player and he's good to have. Now it's different than a quarterback. I get that. But Josie Jewell can bring a world of of experience and really help this team win football games next year. Even if he's not playing a ton, I'd love to have a guy like that. Bring in Crash Davis, you know, to, to, you know, we'll go, we'll go Bull Durham now. Bring in a guy to 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 bring Nuke Lelouch going. So find your Josie Jewel for the quarterbacks. Draft a guy, and you got Nick Lock. Those are your three. Nick Lock. Uh oh, look out, Nick Drew. Lock. Drew Lock. Um, we got Jim got Harbaugh. Kendall, Come Nick Lock. It's getting late here in Georgia. It is getting late there. What is it? Ten o'clock there? Nine o'clock? Uh, Kevin G. Jim Harbaugh coming in uh, with the comment. Jim Harbaugh. There's some rumors with him and the Raiders and the Bears. I personally believe it is something for him to cash in, uh, get an extension and some more money at Michigan. Maybe some more power as well. You know, it's a power play with Michigan coming off of the Big Ten championship first one under Harbaugh. And uh, even though they got routed by Georgia, what a terrible matchup for them. Um, Georgia had one bad game all year and uh, Bryce Young went super Saiyan mode and they got beat. I think Georgia's going to win uh, if you guys can't tell by my tone on uh, next Monday, but Harbaugh not coming to Denver. I don't think that's happening. And also maybe I'm surmising here. I know that Jim Harbaugh and Vic Fangio worked together in uh, San Francisco um, when Jim was in uh, the 49ers. Vic was the DC, but there maybe seems to be a little bit of bad blood between Fangio and the Harbaugh's with what we saw with John Harbaugh recently. So uh who know, uh, yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, we're trying to connect as many dots as Nothing we possibly can. Nothing me about them. I mean, again, Fangio, I think, is a different guy in front of the microphone in the last half of the season than he was in the first half. He was cringeworthy the first half of this year. Yeah. And he, he, not just in losses, but the worst I thought he was was actually after the win against the Cowboys. Yeah. That was when I was like, this guy's a buffoon. Um, And he's been fine since then. I think he's handled handled that aspect of it pretty well since then so again i don't want to i wasn't going to in a short small sample size give my entire opinion of, of vic fangio based on some bad a couple of bad press conferences but i've seen a, a maturation there and terry coming in again saying at this point only a total overhaul of the coaching staff can get the talent on this team where it needs to be peyton would be a fool to throw away all the really good thing he's done so far and guess what i don't think peyton's a fool i, I don't i don't think he is so he has done a really good job of putting this team together. And I'll tell you what, the only thing worse than being a, a, a media guy and having 
making predictions and having that coaching staff make you look like a fool is being the general manager and putting a team together and ended up looking like a fool. He's mad. I promise you. George Payton's mad. There might not be anybody more mad about 7 and 10. Look staring at the face of 7 and 10 right now than George Payton. Um, I've said it a zillion times. I was surprised that a new general manager kept or, or had to or whatever, however it worked out, keep uh, a two-year losing coach on and didn't get his own guy. And I will be absolutely freaking shocked if he gets a fourth year. Yeah. No, that makes uh, – I would be shocked too, but crazier things have happened. Cody coming in, re- agreeing with both of us. We need Jewel back for special teams too. Yeah, Jewel's a good special teamer. Um, he's not going to cost very much. Um, he's he's a perfect option for you at linebacker because I've been really impressed with Jonas Griffith. He's an exclusive rights free agent. We've liked a lot what we've seen with Baron Browning. Baron Browning hasn't been able to stay healthy. Uh, you want some depth there. You don't want to go into next season with just Baron Browning and Jonas Griffith and Justin Stranod if, you know, I don't want to – talk too too poorly about him he's a human being but uh not really lived up to it i still kind of get a kick on people like oh i can't wait for justin Stranod to pass josie jewel in the depth chart because that how's how's that one turned out for you guys but uh yeah no i i agree with you bring josie jewel back bring all the hawkeyes back it'll be a good time um Travis probably about time for us to get out of here yeah uh yep. thanks to all of our including travis coming in late here with uh with some final stars saying great show tonight nick and scott catch you on thursday morning on broncos for breakfast and for those of you who just can't get enough We'll be on my channel at youtube.com slash C as in the third letter in the alphabet, Scott Kennedy. Um, most of a lot of y'all subscribe already. Help me get to a thousand, which was big. And we'll be talking a lot of draft tomorrow morning. A lot of draft for sure. Um, thank you to all of our, our, our super chat and Facebook stars, as well as everybody here making this a pleasant conversation tonight. We certainly appreciate you. Yeah. You know, be cordial, be kind, be civil. It's just a lot of angry people out there, but it's not worth it. You know, we're here to have a little escapism and have some fun. So I hope you guys had some fun because I know that I did. And uh, Scott begrudgingly probably had some fun as well. Although, man, probably a little bit too much of my face coming on here. I Especially at these after the afternoon shows when I'm pepped up, you know, after driving through traffic and trying to get here in time. Uh, just a mile a minute. I feel bad for the people who are listening to it after the fact on like two times or whatever. Here comes Nick. Just going insane but uh we appreciate you guys you guys can follow scott on twitter scott is at scout kennedy i'm at nick kendall mhh also follow us at btb football pod as well as at mile high huddle if you guys are on facebook make sure you're joining our communities there at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle as well as facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod if you are on youtube make sure you subscribe like and show to mile high huddle as well as scott's page over on youtube.com forward slash c forward slash scott kennedy scott i know you got to get to bed here pretty soon because man (laughs) <laughs> you are, you really need to uh, be ready for tomorrow. We got to talk some top prospects. I'm sorry, Nathan, oh. bro. Top prospects this year are worse than way worse. So we got to talk some yeah. prospects. So we got to get, I'll, I'll run through some scenarios for um, probably out there already, but I, I want to see it myself and start making some predictions as far as who's going to pick where. Um, and then we'll start looking at some of the players that are going to be available. And then in the afternoon between shows, I'm going to, we're going to watch some Chelsea Spurs tomorrow. So hey. it's a, it's a, it's a match day, match day, Wednesday. Well, thank you guys so much. Have a good one. See you tomorrow on Scott's channel. If not, uh, we'll see you guys Wednesday night for a huddle up show. And then Thursday morning again for Broncos for breakfast. Everyone stay safe and go Broncos. You've been listening to building the Broncos. Join Broncos country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.